Welcome to the Boss Bitch Show podcast. We are excited to have with us my friend, Walter Masterson. Hello, hello. (laughs) You know, friend, I've known you for like a very long time. You are one of my oldest friends. I think I've known you since 2005, maybe. Yeah, like every time I had a, a gifted and toxic acting teacher, I was like, oh, you got, I have an amazing acting class. You got to come. <laughs> the person is as gifted as they are toxic. And you were like, oh, I was like, I'm sign in. me up. <laughs> you think after the third or fourth acting teacher, you, mm. you'd be like, yeah, you know, Walter, I'm good. Thanks. But you followed me to the depths. Oh, of hell. yeah. Oh, it's the masochist in me. I was like, give yeah. it to me. Give me that torture. <laughs> yeah. Um. But you do a lot of things. Yeah. So we have been through acting Helen back together. Um. <laughs> and uh, yeah. And, and other things. But you know what? Uh, rather than me pontificate, why don't you tell us what makes you a boss bitch? Tell us about all the amazing things that you do and why you do them. So I do. It, it's funny. I'm I'm in this bizarre realm where I'm constantly having to tell people what I do is comedy. It's not journalism. It's comedy. And you know, of course, that makes that's the sign of someone that's really funny if they constantly have to tell someone <laughs> they're doing comedy. <laughs> so oh, I, I go around. It. I go around. I do satirical interviews. I was gonna, if I'm being, you know. I'm, I do it mostly of the the MAGA cult. I started doing it with the MAGA cult. It works well. They're the best comedy improv partners you could ever ask for. <laughs> right? It's really amazing. Oh, I mean, listen, eventually I'm going to move on from interviewing them, right? It's just, it's got to happen one day. I've got to say goodbye. But I got to tell you, I mean... You know, when one of the rules of improv is working at the top of your intelligence, mm. right? <laughs> like you have to know what it you have to know what a chair is. You can't say what's a chair, right? You know, what's this door? What how do doors work, right? I it's don't like, think no, they no. know what a chair is. <laughs> you know, but like they'll they'll know what a chair is, but that chair came from George Soros, you know, in the liberal <laughs> media. And you're like, Yes, thank you. I mean, and they, you know, they're right on time with it. Their timing is impeccable. It's amazing. It, it really is fascinating for anyone listening who hasn't seen Walter. You have to check it out, you know, both whether on Instagram or TikTok. And it's just, it's amazing. YouTube, check, check me oh, out. Oh, YouTube. YouTube. Okay, great. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I get I get paid more money if they do it there. It's oh, fun. yeah. On YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Check it out on YouTube. Yeah. We'll cut it's the other one. Walter Masterson. <laughs> But it really, it, it is just, it's it's magical how they just like comically incriminate themselves and just talk themselves in circles that are so ridiculous that it, you feel like you're watching a Christopher Guest movie, you know, or, or like, or, or just, just like a sketch on Comedy Central and it's not, they are so... See, and you just let them roll and it's amazing it really you yeah you found yeah, no, I, I, there are points so this, <laughs> what i do is one of the few areas within comedy where the more i repeat the joke the funnier it gets so mm. i there's a few that i that land every time so i go to maga people and i 
talk about the communist agenda and how we have to stop it. And I say every time this this works so well. And I name things that are full on capitalism, <laughs> Amazon, the big banks. I mean, you could keep going just, you know, Amazon, the big banks, you know, Bezos, uh, this and that. And you just as more as capitalist as you want to get, I name it and they just go, yep, yep, yep. And I, I repeat this joke. See, like w- what I do, I think it's funny when you can get five to six to seven, 10, 20 people replying in the exact same way. Because I and when I started out, I used to get one person. I used to interview one person and get them to say dumb stuff, and you know people would disprove it. They go, "Oh, you know, you found the dumbest person at the rally." And my response was, "It's a Trump rally, like, dude." Or like this one person was saying, oh, you, "You know, you you only talk to the dumb person at the, this event," and I was like, "This was a Mike Lindell my pillow rally. That everyone there was dumb. There was not." It's not like I scraped the bottom of the barrel, like, you know, the floor was barrel, right? So, uh, so then I said, yeah. yeah, so then I went like, let me, let me do this five in a row. Let me, you know, have the same, you know, let me have this joke that I tell and five people give the exact same response. And then it's funny because then it's reality. Yeah. Then it's terrifying. It's all that. And Yeah. What do, you, I mean, what do you attribute that to? Like the psychoanalysis? Is that like just the mindset? I mean, forgive the term. Is that like the mindset of like just sheep? It's like the intonation with which you say it and the confidence. Well, and they're just like, well, yep. I found, yeah, well, well I, I found out, I mean, this, I'm giving away the game here. So there's certain words <laughs> that you say to these people that they they've been indoctrinated against and they just start foaming mm. at the mouth instantly. They have an instant reaction. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite jokes is I talk about how my daughter's second grade teacher uh, start, starting to teach her pronouns. And, you know, there's only two pronouns, right? And I watch that, you know, like, so, in, you know, they hear the word pronouns, they're foaming at the mouth. They don't listen to anything that comes after it. Mm-mm. Right. No. Um, I, you know, I, and I get them to confirm that there are two pronouns, two pronouns. Um, and they go, you know, and it, it, it's, I think it, one person, one guy who is this like right wing libertarian, he's like, he's like, well, you could make anything a pronoun. Like, and I was like, well, you're, you know what? You, let's, let's you hear got the it. Like, you're there. You're like, you are so close, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know and uh but that but like normally like so that was my thing of like saying stuff that gets them to foam at the mouth they're not listening they've stopped listening Mm. they're just reacting and then whatever i put after that and it's also insightful because when i actually want to have a real conversation with someone i just strip buzzwords from our dialogue and the conversation is actually kind of decent it's somewhat reasonable they're not as like a firebrand and everything like there's certain words i just learned not to use i tried this joke early on where i was said like you know they all these liberals say we're so racist now when they hear the word racist they would lose their mind and they would get angry like angry at like and i had a friend that was 
knows he grew up in the South and he was with me at the time. He's like, you gotta stop saying that. He's like, they don't like hearing that word at all. And you know, people, we all like to make fun of it. It's like the one, it's the one thing, you know, white supremacists hate hearing is you know, the word racist, <laughs> you know, of anything. Aww, but, um, baby. Thing. but it's like, it's, it's wild. Like, you know, I just, I pick certain words that are, that are activating. They've been indoctrinated to hear this. And then they just, they just go off. Um, what what it, do they it, think of Kanye? God. Or have you not gone there? I I only I haven't been so Kanye came recent. I took December and like late November off. Good for you. I haven't really polled everyone about Kanye. That, I mean, no, I, that's fair. I, you just mentioned white supremacy. I, you know what? I love think of you know him, what? I, you, you gotta love Kanye because you have all these people coming in. <sighs> And they're coding up their language, right? Instead of Jew, they say globalist, global elite, coastal elite, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the elite four from Pokemon, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And he doesn't know any of these code words. He's just, he's just like Jew, <laughs> right? I mean, that that interview with Alex Jones, even Alex Jones is like, uh, yeah, I mean... You sure you want to? He, he's trying to get him to just sort of back it, mm -mm. it up a little bit, being like, Yeah, yeah, I don't think you really want to say you love Hitler. I mean, I don't think that's what you're saying. And Kanye's like, I love, I was, you're like, <laughs> Kanye's like, No, I want to set the record straight. <laughs> I was like, Wow, Good like, Lord. yeah, you know if Alex Jones Thank thinks you for you're an honest. idiot, you're wow, you're really winning in life, you know. Oh, and no, like, God. and I think there's a yeah. lot of things to say, like, Oh, he's crazy, he's this, he's a. Um, I mean, he's, I don't think he's crazy. He's an actual racist. I mean, you know, he's a smart person. That's when you look at how he, uh, created his business, he's, you know, he's made smart business decisions. He's done this stuff. He really believes this. He fervently believes that, you know, and whether he, and whether he believes it or not is almost irrelevant because he has such a huge platform that to say things like that publicly is dangerous and irresponsible, you know? So oh, it's, yeah. it's almost it's, irrelevant whether or not he right. believes it, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I mean, when I'm sure like most of his representation is probably Jewish, you know, but they're like, you know, <laughs> And, again, and he's at that point where he's just like, I'm Kanye. I really can't get canceled. I mean, what am I going to, you know, what are they going to do? Right. And he's like, I've got millions on millions. I've never have to work for the rest of my life, you know, hey. And it's like, okay. And, you know, I, I wish all of them were that honest in, you know, stripping their language of these codes and dog whistles and everything. Mm. You know, we could then communicate, we could have a real conversation. Right. If people were, instead of saying groomers, people just said, I'm against anything LGBTQ at all, like 100 percent. Right? I see what I mean, you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like we could have a real conversation. Be like, OK, great. You know, because there's this he represents a very, you know, the there's this very dangerous, toxic, you know, this sort of toxic libertarian group in this country that. They don't really commit to anything. You know, like, do you ever hear Jordan Peterson? He makes all these uh, statements, but he never commits to it. He's just like, you know, I'm just saying that if you look at the statistics of women in the workplace, 
it's like, well, you're saying women shouldn't be in the work. I never said women shouldn't be in the workplace. Right? I, never, I never said this. I never said that. You know, that's why I was very thankful that Kanye just came forward and was like, I don't like the Jews. And you're like, <laughs> okay, yeah. great. Now there's Someone's no way to hide behind it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? Now there's nothing to hide behind because it's you have these like very like tiresome arguments with people. They're like, that's not what Donald Trump said. That's not what he meant. Right. You know, if he said it, he didn't mean it. If he meant it, meant it, he didn't do it. If he did mm. it, there's probably a good reason. What? There wasn't a good reason. Well, you know, what about the Democrats? You know, what oh. about them? You know, you know, and it's right, always like this... he didn't say that he would run as a Republican because Republicans are stupid. Yeah, he never said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they, they just never they take these people out of context. You know, they just take the their their exact words that they give during speeches, <laughs> and they just play it unedited. And it's like, you know, total, no context whatsoever. Yeah. It, it is interesting how people have uh, learned to strictly regurgitate sound bites and not fact check whatsoever. I'm just like, wow, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So I, I get what you're saying. I mean, you know, hopefully no one's going to try to kill me because of Kanye, but, um, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, being yeah. a woman online. That was oh, funny. And like a when Jew. I first, yes. <laughs> Big old you know, Jew. It's, it's funny. Like I would get threats when I f- first started to ascend with the clips I made and everything. And it was a little jarring at first. And I, I shared this information during a live stream. And it was very funny. The response I got immediately from other women was like, oh, oh wow. Welcome to being a woman on the internet. <laughs> yeah. And I, I realized the extent that I have to go as a straight white man to garnish the death threats. I mean, at this point when people threaten me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I can, I get it. You know, you're a Nazi, you know, you just don't like people like making fun of the thing. Um, but like, then I, I've constantly had to like help like other women, other female creators online, like, you know, send reports to the FBI and I look at their content. I'm like, wow. none of what you made is like that crazy. Like, what do you, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. you know, some woman just does, you know, just anything like exists on the internet and men are furious. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We're, we're really not supposed to have opinions, especially <laughs> not strong ones and no. especially not ones about men. That's just not allowed. That's or not even allowed. about ourselves. And like oh, right. our, our natural body. Yeah, don't be too confident. Yeah, don't yeah. like ever talk about like your period and the thing that has created all humanity because that's disgusting and you should be ashamed of yourself. Right. And, yeah. and you know, I, I as a curvy woman, I, I should really, you know, just not exist, yeah. let alone share myself. But uh, yeah, there's, there's always this like disqualifiers. It's like, well, you're you're not hot enough to be confident, and if you're too hot, you know, it's like, well, you know, well, you're not that hot, but you know, oh, she's all, you know, <laughs> the other thing is, it's, too, it's, it's just, fact. it's always you're always the goalpost is always moving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, it is kind of like a funny thing that I think is happening right now. There's sort of like this um, pendulum swing where. A lot of like men online are realizing that uh, a lot of the uh, what's meant to be very offensive comments to women that women are like, yeah, you're getting it now where they're like, you know, women, you know, men aren't going to want they're not going to want you. They're going to know that 
that you've been with that you have a high body count and you've been with a lot of guys and we're going to be able to tell and we're like okay all right yeah i like sex like, oh, oh my god the, the body sex. count thing yeah so like, weird so funny we had so, to explain that to people they thought that we were talking about like how many people we killed <laughs> but it's so funny because it's like it it doesn't hold any weight like so much of this doesn't hold any weight of like men won't want you and it's like great i don't want these kind of men to want me awesome cool stay but away I, from I, me was, yeah but here's the other part of this whole body count thing that was you know it's a valid conversation you know if you're a boy in high school you go you know oh she's been with three people for you know the older you get this converse you're like you know, I what? there was an age where I got with someone and I was like, and I thought, I don't want someone that's been with one other guy or two other guys. Oh I want a hundred. Like if you've been with a hundred, that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you really want that? Do you want someone who's just never been with anyone? How is that? Right. Fun do for do you want the worst blowjob of your life? <laughs> yeah, like what the fuck is like and it just tells me that you have not been around the block at all as a guy. Right. And I'm or like and then yeah. you have no idea what you're doing and you want the woman that you're sleeping with to also have no idea that you have no idea what you're doing. That's right. what it yeah. tells me. <laughs> or I, I love on OkCupid where it's like, would your ideal partner be not experienced, moderately experienced, or very experienced? And I'm like, very experienced. Come right. on. Like, duh. Let's have, let's have like the, the time of our lives. And when they put like moderately experienced, I'm always like, hmm. Mm. I, I think there's weirdisms about sex. Okay. There, there's a, there's that. a good combo in there. So like, okay. So there's, you have to have, like, as a guy, you have to have spent time where you're just broke. You're dating. You know, you have nothing to offer financially. <laughs> financially right like you, you gotta have a few and you gotta like go like all right i gotta i gotta lay this down hard nice. otherwise i mean what else am i bringing to the table here <laughs> right um i'm gonna lay like down broke, some pipe yeah like broke yeah. men like broke guys like <laughs> you know they can go hard right and like yeah. <laughs> or a guy that like that has been maybe like some exit interview on a breakup the woman told him listen we're breaking up and it's because you suck at the sex and this sucks. And, you know, and then he like has this bloodlust where he's like, I will never suck at sex again. Right. <laughs> and right. He's like written it in blood somewhere. And, uh, you know, some like that, that that's, you want that guy who's like, he's out to prove <laughs> something to the world. <laughs> starting with your vagina. Yeah. Right. Sign me up. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, wait. So, just just a question. So, like, have you been with a guy that had like a lot of money, and he was you're surprisingly good at sex, and you were like, "Damn, okay." Like, you have a lot of money, and you're you're kind of good at this. Like, holy shit. Me. Uh, this is taking he... way too long to yeah. answer. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the wealthiest guy I've ever. I haven't been with a lot of wealthy men. I don't think. Not like wealthy. Well, this, you know, let's just start at like 150 to 200. Okay. Like I he can afford have... dinners. Um, and... oh, yeah. I'm I'm currently having sex with an architect, and he is very good at sex. But wow. I also think he's on the spectrum, and I think that's part of why he's so good at sex because he's very focused on the task at hand. Tell you what. 
I love. Okay, I, so shout out to Men on the Spectrum. Uh, yeah, I, I call him. Yeah, I call him the Wizard. Um, but I also because he did. Sh- I I had this intuition that he was a wizard because he talked about magic a lot and like astrology. And then in our last session post coitus, he shared that he was a wizard in a past life. So I guess my intuition is spot on. And he <laughs> and he made you come so many times that you're like. That's magic. Sure. Whatever the fuck it's he said, you're like, I'm okay. Like, I'm here for your wizardry, <laughs> sir. Well, reality is whatever you want it to be right now. Woo! You weren't that right. Yeah. After yeah. multiple orgasms, you just you can tell me you are a dinosaur. Like and I love it. Yeah. yeah. Dinosaur sex. I think I've I have an ex from my mid-20s that I think was maybe in that income bracket. I, it's hard to say whether he was good in bed or whether it was his giant horse cock. That's, you know, sometimes that can cloud things, you know, Mm. where you're like, was he good or was it that big old thing? It was one of those ones where you were like, you had to like psych yourself up for it, you know? Yeah. I know, Walter, (laughs) you know. Yeah, no, I mean, there, there's different qualifications. I mean, there's, you know, there's, um, you know, well, there's rankings and all that. Because you know. I, I have, uh, as Rachel knows, I have been with uh, a guy with a huge horse cock more recently. Right, I was thinking of who was horse cock. So, we called him horse cock, who was so bad in bed, like maybe, maybe the worst, some of the worst sex I've ever had, that it was like so bad that like no one came and I was like, okay good night like no one came no one like it was so he he couldn't even make himself come no <laughs> so it was I very very poor quality sex mm. but he was a sweet sweet nugget with a big old horse stick and and i what can i say i got <laughs> i i got you know stars in my eyes and i you know i thought maybe i could make it work it didn't yeah i mean well, there was like rich, a they thing. Could have... oh yeah no like a, there was this like qualification that i had of like i call it like hot girl sex it's like <gasps> yeah. you know the person's just so it i remember i dated someone that was just probably the worst at sex ever <laughs> it's that. and they were they were just like just in my mind just super hot mm-hmm. and i just i just wrote everything off. all they did whatever whatever like and i just i was like i'm gonna go have hot girl hot girl sex right now terrible terrible sex yeah and i was like and even in my i was putting it in my ranking system as like some of the best sex i'd had and i was like i don't know how this person is winding up in the top well well, thank you for saying that because you know cis straight men often get um it's often said that they think there's chemistry just because the other person is hot and that's to women, like that's not chemistry, but a lot of men will think like, well, if I think you're hot, we have chemistry. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, but, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very attracted to you. Isn't that chemistry? That was yeah, I guess that was a revelation I had in uh, years ago when I was younger in some relationship. It was she came time to for her to break up with me, and I was like <laughs> But I'm so happy. I don't understand what's going on. I've, I'm happy right now, actually. Why? So you're telling me you're not happy. Um, 
I don't know about this. <laughs> Seems I'm fake. I'm not so sure about this. Seems suspect. <laughs> well, I'm doing so well, like for myself. Yes. I came twice yesterday. You came zero times. Um, okay. Well, I guess. Oh, all right. <laughs> and I yeah, was thinking, no, of, no. I was trying to rack my brain for rich men that I've had good sex with. And one does come to mind. And I realized he had a really good vibrator. Ooh. Yeah. So I always that. came, but it was never directly from his penis. You know, but I was respect nice that. I yeah. really respect that when a man is not intimidated to use a toy and he's like, hey, I'm going to get this bitch off. Like every time. Let's, yeah. let's get her get her done. That you know? Yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing when I, I met my my girlfriend where it was like this whole body count thing and remember so we we're talking about body count it was like oh like um and i was like dude i'm i'm a lot older like at my age like i stopped counting like who's counting yeah because that was my thing with body count these, these dudes on the internet talk about it i'm like you're still counting bro like <laughs> Ow. right like i couldn't you know high school right you have it, it on a piece like of loose okay leaf <laughs> What you know, and it's just this okay. I don't think enough men realize this, and like when I realized it, it kind of pissed me off. And you know, I realized I was, I had all everything I knew about women I had gotten from other men and from friends of mine. <gasps> and I was, and it wasn't, it didn't piss me off just because you know, because feminism, it pissed me off because I was like, I been doing the wrong things and not listening <laughs> yes. to the people like people were like no don't do that on a date it's fucking creepy like that's not okay like that's wow. not a thing don't show up wearing that or this and i was like this the times the missed opportunities i could have had were you know the things like that and i feel like that's a very basic way to explain this to most men of like yeah you've been listening and getting your dating advice from other men mm. it's not okay <laughs> right well it's, it's this it is that really interesting phenomenon about like the andrew tate you know people that mm. are that are doing exactly that that are sharing all of this advice and like with all these podcasts of like how you should choose women and date women and what how you should behave it's this whole pickup artist thing it's this whole toxic oh, pua man. culture and I, I remember like there was parts of that that I thought, okay, like one guy was explaining, you know, how to test the waters to see if a person's going to kiss you. The evolution of Walter. I love it. I've seen all stuff. Yeah, I, I need your advice uh, eventually. So like I've been ah. writing a stand up set. Yeah, for sure. I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm like, I'm finally like getting, I mean, the voice thing isn't, I don't think, I think I've, I know the voice that I want to use people spend years on that before it's like oh you know. sure yeah i i think you know with stand-up you you sort of how i started i i didn't really want to do stand-up comedy it was just like i took a class because i had all these dating stories that i was trying to write a web series about you know and like polyamory and bdsm and burning man and blah 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 and so i just like went in talking about that kind of stuff and then yeah 
and then it worked and I was like oh shit I guess I'm doing stand-up and then I just kept doing it you know like I didn't <laughs> grow up wanting to do this like yeah I don't, I don't think any stand-up comedian. Well, I think I some, you know, some people grow up and they like watch all the different, like, you know, they're like obsessed. They know all the prior specials and like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, like stuff like that. I wasn't like that, you know, or the you group. Didn't start, I was a fan. No, I didn't. Like I would occasionally catch something and then or watch That's... some, maybe something on yeah. purpose, but um. Yeah. And then it kind of stuck. And then I was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm doing this. And then you just start eventually just experiencing life and then finding the funny moments. Yeah. Right. And and you're like, something happens. You're like, oh, my God, that's got to be a joke. You know, like Mm -hmm. I got love bombed recently. And, you know, I started thinking about like the analogy of like, how like I was just getting wet because he said to me that he tried comedy and he realized he was bad and he stopped. And I was like, God, that's so hard. <laughs> like a man admitting he's not good at something like. <laughs> and then stopping. Right. And that then, is very Right. Hard. And so then I was like, you know, like as a, if I was squirting and then I've now developed this whole joke about like, you know, my sprinkler system and like each thing that he said to me just made me like, you know, <laughs> made the sprinkler go off harder and harder. And it's, it's been, it's become this like really fun act wow. out that I was like, all right, love bomber. Thank you for giving me a joke. Even uh, though you kind of like, you know, ha- gave me a week of pain, but you know, cool. Um, oh, you say is he's nar- narcissist. Would you call him oh, a narcissist? Oh, total fucking like, and the worst because he didn't come off like one at all. Um, yeah. Just told me. I'm sorry, everything. Walter. I did interrupt you, and I would love for you to finish that thought. My dog interrupted you. Um, yes, about I have, the- I have two dogs. <laughs> About the what? The pickup artist thing where you're like, oh, you know, so like I, I initially I remember watching a video and some pickup artist is talking about, you know, testing the waters on a date for a first kiss. And I thought, OK, that's very valuable. It's actionable intel. And then the rest of that culture, it's this like neg negging culture where it's like you want to bring them down a peg and bring them down to your level. Ugh. And I think it's just becomes mm. very toxic. Yeah, it's just manipulation. It's how do I manipulate a woman and coerce her into sex and sexual coercion where now we're veering into rape and assault. So, you know, yeah, or yeah, like, or at the least, you know, at the at the very best, you know, like rape and assault. At the very least, it's just plain old abuse, right? Yeah, we're like we're like yeah. abusing someone, yeah, and it's um. You know, you know, that was and it's just all that seems very dated, that whole like it's like playground culture back. You know, it's it's like when you're little and a little boy like pushes you or hits you or makes fun of you, you know, everyone's like, oh, he likes you. And it's like, no, that's not okay. Also, don't do that to me. And I don't find that attractive. Um, and that's a very dangerous idea to teach a little kid like mm-hmm. like oh if they're abusive towards you it means they like you and that's a good thing yeah <laughs> let's I, yeah. teach children that okay like yeah it's, it's it's all this well, systemic actually, violence and misogyny yeah well i think i think there's been this whole normalization of dating through dating apps i kind of like it because you know, I've heard women say that prior to that, when they'd meet a guy in a bar or a club, the person they're meeting is the most aggressive out of the group. 
in oh. versus on an app it like you don't need that aggression you don't need that like um, and, and I, I can and sort of <laughs> i can sort of get this where you don't need it but it's like i can understand you know in a club you're in a bar you're, you really got to psych yourself up and get the confidence to walk across that room and strike up a conversation you know and talk to the person you actually like and she's got three friends and i can understand that anxiety with that mm. and you sort of have to power through and sort of give this sort of machismo you know versus i, I kind of like how there's this dating app culture where it's like you know listen dude i i dm'd you i was funny i was funny again i made a funny joke and yeah and things but you're you know you have some self-evolution because uh, at the same time men will often kirsten and i have talked about this before men will give themselves the right to say shit to us that they would never have the balls to say in person like what's your tit size and like i've just jerked off to you and you know um you know let yeah. me tell you my jokes uh, yeah within like within like three lines of talking to someone like what's your favorite sexual position and i'm like i'm done right. with this conversation like so but they have a different set of balls on the internet yeah right. yeah it is funny like there's you know that's a, a favorite you know you're dating someone and you, you have like the person show you like stuff people have just straight up said slid oh. into their dms and started with and you're like wow he opened with that one interesting <laughs> you're like and, and that's then his full, when you tell that's them his full name you're like wow <laughs> <Yeah>. he, <laughs> like that's his full name okay you're like, and then you're... when you tell them it's not okay they call you uptight right yeah they gaslight you mm -hmm. like have you heard of the term gaslighting i don't have it no no clearly mm. not wow yeah. <laughs> yeah it's sort of like yeah something's wrong with you because you have a boundary and an issue i mean it's just like such a cesspool of neuroses well, I that's the thing like I've found with like sort of the comedy and the work I do and I'm traveling across the country interviewing people and I don't know, there a lot of these behaviors and thoughts are not in a vacuum. So I found it's like if someone believes one thing, they probably believe another thing. Uh-huh. And, and it's always very connected within the sphere. And that's where, why, yeah. Bitcoin. <laughs> Yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, like a, <laughs> cryptocurrency as a personality. <laughs> and you like, and what what comes with that? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, so there's one, there's like one character I do. So there's like, there's two characters I do. There'll be like the MAGA person where I just put on a MAGA hat. I'll go to these rallies and interview people. Then there's a second character where I want to blend in, but I usually don't want to like look full on MAGA. So I'll wear like a Bitcoin hat and like a crypto <laughs> shirt. Mm -hmm. right and it 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 fits in enough libertarian um, chic yeah yeah I, I did that i started doing that for stuff that was in new york i didn't want to yeah. walk around with oh, right like the abortion rallies no. and stuff right yeah. Yeah, it was like I, like i would hit me and i'm like you know i don't want i like oh like it seems very vulgar right yeah. so um i would wear that and everything and worked worked fine right <laughs> same yep. Same energy. Right? Ops didn't yeah. give you any trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the funniest thing. There's been a bunch of situations where I would dress MAGA and wear this ridiculous American flag 
button-down shirt. And it, it takes the cops a few seconds because visually it's like, well, that's the thing. And that's actually how I discovered this. So I was making TikToks. I was making videos and I wasn't doing interviews yet. And then one day I was in front, I was in DC. I was in front of like the Trump hotel making some TikTok, right? And I'm wearing some silly patriotic uniform. I was doing some dumb dance, whatever. And then I'm, what I'm saying is absolutely ridiculous, anti-Trump, whatever. And this woman comes right up to me. She goes, oh, can you take my picture in front of a Trump hotel? I go, you want me to take your picture with your phone? She goes, yeah, I figured I could ask you. And then we had this conversation. I was like, she didn't listen to a word I had just said recording this TikTok. And I was like, I was like, wow, she doesn't, she just saw this and she was like, oh, I trust him. There's a visual identifier that I thought, oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I thought, so then I was like, I think I'm onto something here. So then I would go to these rallies and like dress like them. And it was just sort of instantaneous. And I thought, oh. And so what I realized is these people need a safe space. Like this is their safe space where they can just be full on MAGA and not get shit for it and and everything. And so I thought, oh wow, okay. And like they're and the way they treat you is so much different. And obviously the way the cops treat you is so much different. You know, it just takes them a second. The only place I'd say the cops aren't like that hurt ish is uh DC, the Capitol Police. They don't really care. Every everyone's playing an away game, but the NYPD, it's they see like MAGA, they're like, uh mm, right. How does the NYPD respond to to MAGA? Different than if you're wearing all black and you know, Santifa, because I've been in all these, you know, abortion rallies where they go to block Planned Parenthood. And there's if you go to my YouTube, you see tons of videos where I join because I'm like, why counter protest? Just join, join their march as them and, you know, get them all pissed off. So there's this one video where these Catholic priests are, these monks are like going to the NYPD. They're like, he's not with us, you know, for the last time he is not with us because <laughs> I joined their march and I was like, as them, right. And, and, you know, and the cops are like, oh, you, you can't be part of the march you, you got to back up a little it's like all right you know and this happened like repeatedly because they just it gave it took them a few seconds where they're like uh what do we do and wow. um what a world what a world yeah i remember when you used to just like dance in front of the trump building which was also highly entertaining um you know, like it, it sort it of happened really all that developed. sort of happened by accident i had this thing where i was making tiktoks and i was like well my commitment was to make a tiktok every day right one a day wow remember Good i had my you. right so i thought you know and then so i'd make one a day and sometimes it'd be political sometimes it wouldn't whatever and then i had this one day where i i used to work in real estate so i had to be at my job at like nine o'clock or something and i thought i'm not gonna have time to do anything well i thought well you know why don't i do thing this thing where i walk by trump tower and yell something and be like a lunatic because i wanted to have this motivational guy like you know this it's another toxic group of people on the internet, these motivational people. Mm. It's sort of like, you know, you can do everything, you know, and as long as you have <laughs> generational wealth. Um, exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's called manifesting, which yeah. I am I'm a, a guru. <laughs> yeah. And so you have these. So I so I had one where I got it to Tulum. And it's had this one where I had, like the guy's just unhinged. And so I, that was my character of like every morning before the stock market opens, I drink my iced coffee. Then I talk to the president. And then it's just me screaming completely unhinged at Trump Tower. And then I just go back to my coffee, like yeah, you know, with yes, your eyes starting, <laughs> starting my day, yes. And then that became As this iconic thing, that, like bigger than me. Where I was, I was getting interviewed by uh, media companies in China because it was. <laughs> and I realized, I realized, like to us, that's one thing, but to people in other countries, they're like, "Wow, you showed up to the president's house and screamed at him." That's interesting. <laughs> like, who the right. fuck does that? Certainly um, in communist countries, that's very. It's like you yeah. did what? <laughs> yeah. In our and country, so that, you'd be shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it also helped that there were multiple men with assault rifles guarding the entrance to that tower, and that just and then it sort of became normalized where I just did that. Yeah. I just did that like every day or every time there was something in the news cycle, I would be screaming, you know, screaming at Trump Tower. I also enjoyed watching their faces while you did it too. That was always a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, that was it was great. Now, do you was, think do you think all of the news outlets that would interview you about that? Do you think that all of them realized the sarcasm or the parody? Oh my! Oh, there was. I want to say some of them didn't. No, probably not. <laughs> you know what so I mean? There was there's one video that like it was kind of this cursed thing where it was this bittersweet viral video. So. I was at the Stop the Steal rally after the election. There was this uh, media company interviewing people, and no one wanted to talk to the media. But my friend and I said, well, well, we'll talk to you. And we gave the most incoherent interview. The interviewer was trying to like follow the logic. And even the cameraman, he and the cameraman looked at each other at one point and said, like, what the fuck? Like this, none of this makes sense. Cause I, I went into this entire thing where I just laid out their logic. I said, listen, you know, in States that we're behind, we, we need a recount. And so, uh, you know, wherever we uh, won, we need them to stop counting the votes immediately. And, <laughs> and then, you know, he says, he's like, well, so wait, you, you're telling me you want them to, you need a recount in the, in the States that you're you've lost and then but where wherever you've won you want them to stop counting the votes i go yeah, absolutely he goes uh isn't that a little biased i said well it's the liberal media that's biased sir and <laughs> and and then he and the cameraman look at each other and, <laughs> and then my friend who's silent the entire time says you know we're not stupid you know donald trump's a genius that's what the j stands for this video you could look it up donald trump's a genius that's what the j stands for it went viral there was probably wow. a fraction of the people that watched it that actually knew it. it was me. The rest, everyone else was sharing this. And this is at a time after the election when kind of the world was just like, fuck these people. God damn it. I'm so sick of their nonsense. And it, it sounded so true. And then, <laughs> yeah. And that was like, uh, they, Cenk Uyghur, the guy who's the head of uh, the, the Young Turks, the news network, T yes. the TYT network. He saw it and was like, I, he's like, if this is staged, it's perfect. If it's real, it's also perfect. And then I contacted him and I, I was like, that's actually me. And then he had me on his show like a bunch of times and stuff Amazing. like that. Amazing. So that was, yeah. That, 
Iconic. I would I would love when people would send me your videos and I'm like, yeah, that's my friend Walter. <laughs> like, look I at this guy, he's that. a genius. Oh, I love like, it. That's Walter. Yeah, yeah. We I go way back. <laughs> now I love I love that. We're like, yeah, they're like some like friends tell me they're like someone's that they someone one of their friends sends it to them, like, and they're just like, um, no, yes. Uh and then you pull rank, you're like, Yes, I've known him for quite a long time. Now. Yeah. yeah. Like you have no idea. I love it. (laughs) Now, what do you think just to circle back about your, how you have to tell people that you're a comedian and not a journalist. What do you think about kind of, I think it's been probably like the last 10 to 15 years that I would say like, I get my news from comedians. Like I get my, my updates from Stephen Colbert and John Oliver. And that's sort of a weird phenomenon. Don't you think? Yeah, what do you I, think I, about that? Yeah, I saw that early on because it was bizarre how people would come to me and relate to me as being like journalistic. And they would ask my opinions on things that I was wholesale unqualified to talk about. <laughs> I mean, to the point where like, you know, I'm a straight white man and I feel confident to talk about most things. I mean, <laughs> they had just sort of exhausted even that limit where I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, do not ask me that question. Like, I remember when there was that few days after the election where they were, you know, still counting the votes and it was sort of tense. What's going to happen? And people were legitimately coming to me like for my, you know, intel and insight. And I was like, good God, what the fuck do I know? Like, stop it. <laughs> um, and I think it's a huge problem. There's no one on the ground anymore. There's no, I mean, they have these sort of these newscasters, these anchors and a lot of talking heads. It's very editorial. Mm-hmm. So there's not, I mean, I was at you know capitol hill on january 6th yeah and what i you know it became very journalistic there wasn't a lot of media there there wasn't a lot of there wasn't any conservative media there which is also shocking weird okay i was there pretending to be a reporter from oan that if you don't know oan is probably like the worst of the worst what is that i don't know one american news network Oh, okay, just to give you a terrible. preview, just just to give you an example of how weird it has America in the title. Um, yeah, it literally okay. sounds like something that Seth MacFarlane invented, but it's real. Okay, oh when when Trump left office, right? The they the, their featured story was Melania Trump's farewell speech. I didn't even know if she had a farewell speech. <laughs> the, the woman just does not matter. Like she, she doesn't matter. Nothing she does or says matters. And they felt the need to like feature her farewell speech. So that's who they are. Um, they, tried to, they tried to sue me twice. So after January 6th, they had sent this cease and desist to my friend and I wanting to take down all our videos because we had OAN mics <laughs> on. And the funny part was so many lawyers had reached out to us and they were ready to ride or die for that shit. They're like, we'll rep, we'll rep y'all for free. Fuck these wow. people. So mm-hmm. We communicated that in so many words to OAN. And they were like, okay, yeah, I don't, I can see that. And then a few months later, I started using their mic again. And they were like, listen, they sent me a second cease and desist. And they were like, all right. <laughs> and they and they said, you know, they're like, listen, you know, I know you think you can get a lawyer to rep you for free but if it's an ongoing legal battle eventually it's going to start costing you money and i was like oh fine and they're like please 
take down because I I made in my Twitter bio that I was an OAN reporter. So like um so this is what happened. So there was this awful. So there was a a reporter from One America News Network, Jack Posobiec. He was a reporter for OAN. Awful human. Jack Posobiec's the guy behind Pizzagate. So he's that guy. He's a huge piece of shit. Wow. So he made a tweet saying Walter Masterson does not work for OAN. And to which I replied like, uh, yes, the fuck I do. And I changed my Twitter bio to say, I barely finished high school and I'm the lead reporter for OAN. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the cease and desist they sent me was hysterically funny. It was like a <laughs> jilted middle schooler. It was like, you know, we know what you're trying to say. It's not funny. We know the implication by saying that you're stupid, that we're also stupid. And, you know, and so like, please do take that off your bio. I hope you replied with, I know you are, but what do I? Yeah, I was like, I was at that point, I was like, I I actually did have a friend that was a lawyer reach out to me at one point and was like, "Uh, yeah, dude, I just had to sue my old employer. He's like, have you ever been through a lawsuit, Walter? He's like, it's not fun. He's like, I'm a lawyer. I don't even like it. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> like, okay. Did you have to remove? Did you have to remove content? I changed my bio and and like I was like, all right, I don't need to use their mic anymore. But that because <laughs> it it was weird. So I it almost like it was one of those things that worked too well. Like I would use their <laughs> microphone and people would just flock to me. I would have a line of people at these rallies waiting oh to God. speak to OAN. <gasps> And it was bizarre. I was like, yeah. and I would, co- and yeah, it was, and there was this one, and it it reached sitcom level. So there was on <laughs> January sixth, there was this one dad and his son. The dad was massive, just this giant, Hagrid, Harry Potter, Hagrid of a man, and he said, he's like, you know, I don't, I don't recognize you from OAN, and then randomly. Some guy behind me who I don't know at all said, "Oh, I recognize him." And I was like, "Who? who I don't know who this guy is." I don't really. Same the, oh. the, the the Mandela effect is that what they call that, right? I get yeah, Mandela effect. Yeah, it's like, and so yeah, it was so bizarre, and like people just wanted to believe that they were going to be on OAN. Wow! And like they would well, they yeah. would tell me anything. I got people were airdropping me footage of them ripping doors off of the Capitol. And I was like, wow, you really should not be giving this to me right now. This is. Well, did you like, like you... basically have a direct line to Homeland Security at one point? <laughs> well, no. He, this, so this is the funniest part. I, I'm considering doing an entire stand up set on this story alone because after January 6th, they, they couldn't find me. I had moved during the pandemic so many times that so and they admitted that they couldn't find me later on, which was an amazing thing to hear. So they waited at my friend's house who I make TikToks with. I, I eventually went to his house to shoot a TikTok and then they came in and they're like, you know, we, we want to talk to you. I was like, sure. Like, yeah, I'm actually trying to get in touch with you. I have like a ton of footage. I interviewed the Q shaman. Do you mean the of, FBI? Yeah, yeah, they came in. And I, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like I'm waiting. Like I've, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I'm showing them videos on my phone. I was like, I interviewed the Q shaman, the Viking guy. Yeah. I interviewed, I interviewed all of them. So like I've interviewed a lot of people and you know, I had very damning evidence. There was one guy who set fire to the Associated Press news van and all their equipment. Him and his gang like took their equipment and torched it. 
uh, at Capitol <laughs> Hill. And I know the guy's name because I did an interview where he gave me his name and he says, oh, all of this is on my YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel is his name and his birthday. <laughs> his birthday. God, was, they're so stupid. I was I'm so sorry. I was so angry at this. Like when I realized that the last four digits of his YouTube channel was his birthday. I was so <laughs> Might as angry. Well have been his social. <laughs> I was I was fear. I was just like I was walking around just like, God damn it. Like I was just like, why, 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 why are you this dumb? Like, like I put this video online of the guy and it was this unremarkable interview that I, I didn't even post until someone was like, dude, wasn't that the guy that we interviewed? And I was like, oh my God. Like there was this like, cause I would get these things where they would flash the most wanted list. And I'd be like, fuck, I know that guy. <laughs> I was like, so there's oh. the one guy and I was like, oh, shit, I know him. Like the the wow. woman who stole Nancy Pelosi's laptop walked across my interview at one point. So like now the FBI knows where she was at, the, at this time to geolocate and geotrack. I mean, it was just anyone, yeah, anyone who's anyone walked through my TikTok so, while I was making a stupid interview. <laughs> so it's safe to say that a lot of your footage and your content has contributed to these investigations. No, no, they featured one of my interviews in the January 6th hearings. <laughs> I was watching it, and then all of a sudden it goes to my TikTok, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Because they were trying to prove that right after Pence certified the vote is when all hell broke loose. And I was on the steps of the Capitol with some guy telling me that he's been tear gassed and hit with rubber bullets. And I was like, and you started doing this right after Pence certified the vote? He goes, yes. And I go, okay. Because <laughs> at that point, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, wow. That was, and then I'm, I, I had no idea that they featured it. All of a sudden, people, anyone that watched it was like, wait, what? I didn't understand. Wow. I was like, this is, I was like, I went there to make TikToks. This is so pathetic. <laughs> I make, went there to make funny I mean, TikToks. Sorry, I, I should have introduced you. Walter Masterson, national hero. <laughs> I mean, it's truly funny. Like, I mean it. I mean it. But it's so funny to say, like, the power of comedy. Like, we're like, it's really incredible. Yeah. We just you get people to open up and talk to you. And then yeah, at that certain point, you're like, I need you to stop talking. <laughs> I mean, wow. Yeah. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Oh my God. <laughs> well, on that note, I think it's time for the big deck energy cards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm so excited to see which one helpful. Oh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful let's, to have you. Let's do this. All right. Tell me when to stop. Okay. Okay. Big money, big money. No whammies, no whammies. Stop. Well, my friend, you got upside down pussy. Mm. I knew this would <laughs> that happen. Sound right? <laughs> I, I need someone with bangs to decipher this. Can we get someone with bangs <laughs> to tell me what this all means? <clears throat> Amazing. All right. Okay. Let's give it to him. All right. Well, the definition of pussy is the warm, wet, elusive domain of power. And um, 
since you got it upside down. Um, Walter, have you forgotten your divine feminine power? You may need to rub that pussy like a magic lamp and remember who the fuck you are. <laughs> I'm I, loving this. For I, him. They said it. Um, these uh, girls are saying I forgot my divine feminine power and I'm not rubbing the pussy like a magic lamp. <laughs> so, so, so you're going to be busy tonight. You're going to be busy. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so- well, Walter, here's your affirmation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hold the power of pussy. She is my divine feminine creator. I may bleed, but I won't die. I am a strong, resilient, and a beautiful bitch. Can you put that in the chat, please, so I can uh, recite this? <laughs> Every morning in the mirror. Actually, you I'm gonna, scream I'm gonna recite it. it right I want now. you to Just scream it at the Trump the building, actually. <laughs> that would be for okay, a okay. Let's hear it. Okay. Um, I hold the power of the pussy. She is my divine feminine creator. I may bleed, but I won't die. I am strong, resilient, and a beautiful bitch. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I love that Thank for you. you. Wait, can you do like the little, um, the bowl? Oh, the sound meditation? bowl? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Can we just... I have, the, I wait, I have bowl. a... Hold on, hold on. I can burn some Palo Santo for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think... It's... Oh, is, is Zoom canceling it out? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love that. Yeah, Zoom just cancels out that kind of shit. Oh, I heard it. Oh, if you do it away from it. Beautiful. Oh. I love it. Well, uh, Walter, tell us where the fine folk can find your content. YouTube.com, Walter Masterson, for, you know, that's for longer form. And if you just want, you know, bite sized chunks mm. with zero mm. calories, uh, just go to TikTok or Instagram. So okay. good. And so meaty. So meaty. So meaty. Yeah. yeah. Um, we love it. Uh, Walter is also an, a, an established actor as well. But uh, you better work, Walter. Clearly, clearly, this I, is, I, I, you I have found make, your wheelhouse, yeah. my friend. I was going to make like, I've just been kind of lazy, but I wanted to make this flex video because Succession's a big thing. And the guy who's the lead on Succession, Brian Cox, I did a movie where I played his lover <gasps> years ago when I was, you know, a younger person. And start posting that content, man. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, I want to make this flex video. Like, God damn it. So, and yeah. So I was like, I don't think people know this since that show but yeah so i've i've done i've done things yes you have done, yes. i've done things we, we've screamed in large rooms large and small rooms together yes uh. rachel and i've worked together many times so. <laughs> um walter is there anything you'd like to say about the word pussy or your divine feminine power i think it's more it's just accepting that power and just stop running away from it i think oh, so when i the first video i made with my girlfriend and i the comments blew up everyone said oh well guess my gaydar gave a false positive and it's sort of gay people going oh well wait, he's not gay they were bummed uh, yeah and then oh. i it's actually pretty funny because i shared this with my girlfriend and she said oh yeah i thought you were gay when i first met you it's fun <laughs> like yeah and, and i was like you thought i was gay she's like well not because of the sex but just you know i thought you were like pan or something i don't know you just gave nice. off that energy and i was like right. oh well well, sure. And then I looked at some of my older TikToks and I was like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Well, 
you have perhaps embraced your divine feminine energy. Indeed. I love that. Yeah. Indeed. I love that for you. I love you. Thank you for doing this. All Thank right. you, Walter. Yes, it's been a, it's an absolute pleasure with you both. <laughs>